Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kar and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. This episode is called How Not to Use Twitter DMs. And first, a word from our sponsor. MicroAcquire is the number one startup acquisition marketplace and it's simply the most efficient way to sell a startup when you're ready to make your next move. And typically, as a first-time founder, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into when you go through an acquisition. MicroAcquire wants to change that and empower founders when they're speaking with buyers and really help streamline this whole process of getting acquired for maximum price without having any headaches. And the traditional routes of selling a business can be confusing and quite challenging. The goal at MicroAcquire is to eliminate that by building innovative tools for both buyers and sellers that allow for this easy, trusted and transparent acquisition process that we all want when we sell our business. And to date, MicroAcquire has helped hundreds of startups successfully get acquired, and they have facilitated hundreds in millions of close deal volume. Their platform includes a robust community of 100,000 buyers, and they have thousands of startups currently listed, ranging from $5,000 to $25 million or more in asking price. Founders get free instant access by creating profile while staying totally anonymous. So if you're thinking about selling a startup, you'll want to go check out MicroAcquire. So go to microacquire.com to learn more. And now let's get started. Too many founders use Twitter like they'd use Google. They find someone they'd like to talk to, they send them a direct message and never really receive a reply. The culprit, usually the message itself. When it comes to DMs that do the job, you want them to be warm, low effort and short. Yet in reality, most DMs sent by eager Twitter users are the exact opposite. So let's dive into why so many entrepreneurs write DMs that fail at establishing relationships with their prospects. When you send a message to someone you've never interacted with before, it's considered a cold DM. And for many Twitter beginners, those DMs turn out to be freezing cold. Imagine walking up to a stranger in a supermarket and asking them out of the blue for their favorite food. How many people would give you a straightforward answer? Most will look at you and, depending on the average levels of politeness in your culture, tell you to get lost or just ignore you, and then they'll walk away. You'll be standing there between the aisles without an answer, having made the person you want to talk to very suspicious of why you asked them about food. They might even leave the store because of you. And for some reason, people have no problem repeating this very interaction a hundred times a day in Twitter DMs. They are oblivious that just because you can ask someone a question with any prior interaction, you might not want to. So here's the thing. Trust is everything. I won't do business with someone I don't trust. And to trust them, I need to know what their intentions are and that they're not going against mine. Now, why should I reply if you ask me about my preferences without telling me who you are and why you're asking? Give people a reason to trust you when you reach out to them. And don't pretend to know them more than you do. This is a great opportunity for you to check yourself for a potential parasocial relationship. People are weirded out by strangers that act like they're good friends. Instead, just be a likable, authentic self. And ideally, your DM is following a lengthy and personal prior conversation. That conversation can happen in public as an interaction between you and the person you're reaching out to. And if you're building a business to serve specific customers, you've likely been doing your due diligence on your prospect. You know what they work on and how you can help them. The trick to building trust is that there is no trick. It's built slowly, one interaction at a time. So be there to cheer people on 
if you want to help, some, help them succeed. When they ask for opinions, share yours. When they need reach, retweet your questions. In every interaction, work for them and with them to help them achieve their goals. And slowly, over time, your relationship will turn from glacial frozen to a much warmer connection. Give without asking, and then much later, ask them to reciprocate. But even those who engage intentionally for a while often fail to get a response once they start asking. Usually, that's happening because they ask for too much. Here's an example of a founder who reached out to me recently telling me that even though they'd been chatting with their prospects on Twitter before their DM, they haven't seen any responses. When I read through their DM copy, their last sentence immediately rang my alarm bells. Do you have time in the next couple weeks for a chat? Asking for a chat is a big ask. I hate scheduling a block of time on my calendar, but I have no problem writing a 1,000-word email on the spot. The call is daunting. Writing a lengthy response is not for me. I recommend rephrasing this cold DM approach into something even more personal. Here's what I suggested to them. Envision their business and where they might struggle already. Come up with three or so problems, potential problems, and then ask them to tell you which one of those they really struggle with the most. It's all about slowly opening up communication channels. Right now, you're essentially asking someone who you just met to go on a two-week vacation with you, starting tomorrow. That's a bit much. It's that much because you asked them to jump straight from an asynchronous Twitter DM into a synchronous chat. That's a huge jump. I personally like to keep talking to people on Twitter once I establish the initial relationship. The cold DM is not the hook to get them off Twitter. It serves as a nudge to keep them on Twitter and talk to you even more. Eventually, you might source a few calls from this, but for now, just keep having chats where they have an easy time replying. And that works best if you give them topics and easy response patterns like which one of these three things bothers you the most. And if you'd have to choose, where in your business would you spend a $2,000 windfall? Make sure you help them right there on Twitter by being a sounding board for their ideas. Don't pull them into your own communication channels just yet, but allow them to think and reflect right where they feel safe. Make it easy for them to give you what you need. I'd recommend something along the lines of the following DM template. Hey, I've been following your journey building X for a few months now, and I've been wondering, you've recently built a developer-facing API or a new onboarding sequence, and you've been complaining about EU privacy compliance and those kind of things. Which one of these problems is the most pressing for you right now? I'm trying to make the problems that SaaS founders face less of a pain. I'm just starting out, I don't have anything to sell, but I want to make sure I'm building something that actually helps. I'd love to hear what bothers you the most. Please let me know. I'm eager to help you with that. That's the template. There's a point in time when you can pull them into a conversation channel that is more attuned to synchronous exchange, a call or something like that, but it's definitely not one of your first messages. Now, a few of us like to jump on calls and discuss their issues. Unfortunately, they'll tell you about this, but most founders, creators, and makers are occupied with the things they're working on, so give them the opportunity to find something valuable, even in just answering your question. Make your interaction with them about their problems, not your solution. There's more value in a warm and trust-based relationship with your prospect than getting them into a call as soon as possible. And since we're talking about doing something quickly, don't waste people's time by sending them this 10-page essay in your cold DM. If you're embellishing your message to make it feel as if you put more effort into it, consider that it might actually be causing the opposite of what you want. People will spend a few seconds reading your message at most. If they can't find anything useful or intriguing, they'll go to the next message. 
The shorter your message, the better, as long as your main offer still comes through. It's a courtesy thing. The less time your prospects need to sacrifice just to see what you have to offer, the better your first DM-based interaction will come across. Oh, another thing, please don't ask people if you can ask a question. I regularly ignore the can I ask a question messages that I get. They signal to me that the person on the other side has not understood this asynchronous nature of the platform. You don't need my permission to ask me something, but you won't get my encouragement either. Ask or don't. I'm guarding my time as much as I can. That means that often when a DM looks too long or too needy, I'll just flat out ignore it. I'm getting dozens of messages any given day, so that's the only way I can get through them. And don't feel discouraged when your message doesn't get a reply. Your offer might be great, but it likely reached the wrong person or was extended to the right person at the wrong time. You never know. Just keep building relationships with your prospects and your peers. These opportunities, they'll appear over time as you create connections with people by being truthful, courteous, and helpful. And one thing that's neither courteous nor helpful is being on the receiving end of a clearly automated or copy and pasted mass direct message. A lot of tools will allow you to send DMs in bulk, which at first glance looks like an appealing way to get the max reach with the lowest efforts. And that's the problem. I'm not a big fan of full outreach automation. If we operate in a world based on trust and personal connection, then there should at least be a little human touch in each interaction. I want you to put in some effort. If this exchange is about mutual benefit, we should both have to put in some work. And if you don't, the whole conversation is merely transactional and you signal to me that you don't care about me, just what I can do for you. And if I know I'm one of the hundreds of people who got the same message, I'll skip even reading past the first few lines, most of the time. Funny enough, I will make an exception for the people with whom I have a strong and pre-existing relationship. If you're a fellow founder to who I've been talking many times before, I'll accept that you're trying to maximize your outreach. But even then, I'll be reluctant to fulfill your ask. And if I don't know you at all, look at what it looks like from my point of view. I get a freezing cold DM that's clearly an automated wall of text with a giant ask. That's four out of the four Twitter DM bullshit bingo options. Probably not a good idea. So there you have it. Keep it warm, keep it low effort, write your DMs manually, and keep them short. And don't forget that even after looking at all these wrong ways of writing DMs, there are legitimate reasons to send a private message on Twitter. And don't hesitate to reach out to people who you know could benefit from what you have to offer. If you do it right and you put in the work, your future customers will thank you. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Boots of Founder podcast. You can find me on Twitter at avidkahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You can find my books here to sold, The Embedded Entrepreneur, and my Twitter course, find your following there as well. If you want to support me and the Boots of Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.